If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. But let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Hello and welcome to Our World with your host, Netboy and Doc. Netboy, my friend, how are you? Everything's good, Doc. How's everything with you? Man, everything's beautiful. Super Bowl weekend, you know, good food, good game. You know, it was uh, a great game last night. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, even before we get to the game, I, I, I'm going to just talk about some stuff that happened uh, earlier over the weekend. Did you watch SNL this weekend? Uh, I didn't watch the show, but I caught most of the skits. Okay, that Melissa McCarthy as Sean Spicer, classic. If you have yeah, not was... listened, I mean, if you've not seen it, you're doing yourself a disservice. Go see the clip on YouTube or whatever. Yeah, I agree. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. She she had me dying. <laughs> I mean, she had me dying. I, I just thought... First of all, I didn't know I didn't know to expect that. It, it caught me off on total surprise, and she did it so well. And especially since this guy is one of the lunatic fringe, who naturally had to respond as all those people in the Trump administration seem to respond to stuff they shouldn't respond. He responded. Yeah. You, do, you do know he responded, right? I, I see that he responded, but I didn't actually see what he said. He told them that they should, they should mellow out over there. Like he's throwing wolf tickets. I mean, can you believe this? This guy is the uh, press secretary for the president, brand new president of the United States, and he's telling comedy skit shows that they should chill out. <laughs> and it's just crazy because these people are so thin-skinned. And this is something SNL has done to almost every president. Oh man, it's gonna be four years of this. Um, every time that they're working, it's gonna. If you do something, and the thing that got me, that really had me rolling, when she said, and I'm, I'm saying her as him, that he said, I'm not a good speaker, because <laughs> that <laughs> dude is a horrible speaker. Where did Trump get these people who speak? They, they, they're some of the worst speakers in history. Yeah, I have no, I have no idea where he came up with this list of, or group of people yeah man i mean it's, it's like the blind leading the blind basically oh man it's uh yeah it's like a bunch of monkeys and 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 everything they do is like they holding like shit and they just constantly throwing it at us the american public you know it's, people take it <laughs> yeah it's, it's insane i mean some of this stuff you own i don't know if i should be mad all the time or some of it i have to take with a grain of salt and actually laugh at because you just can't live your life being this upset by these people, you know? 
Yeah, At I, least I, I won't. I just want to know, like, the, oh, the people that voted for Trump, how do they feel right now? Oh, man, they feel, they are feeling pretty loud. They have to be feeling loud. Unless they have already sipped, like, half of the Kool-Aid. <laughs> the ones who have not sipped half of the Kool-Aid, who woke up and said, what did I do? They are feeling like, what the hell did I do, man? Can they we reverse to. this? <laughs> yeah, unless they have no soul, they have to be sitting back like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, man, um... Yeah, like I was saying, it's a real good, real good sports weekend. Did you see any of the UFC? No, I actually missed UFC. Um, it, it, uh, it was everything was for me just revolved around the Super Bowl this weekend. Well, I'm gonna tell what's going uh, on with the UFC. The UFC this weekend had one of the very best cards that I have seen. I mean, actually, the card was so good from top to bottom, I could not believe this was like a super pay-per-view level UFC fight night card, but it was free. I mean, knockouts galore, good fights. Um, I, it, it was it was just great, man. It was just a great card. If you this is this card was so good. I never say this about something that's already happened, a sport event that's already happened. This is one of those ones that if you could like download, not illegally, you know, however you do what you do. Uh, and you can watch it. You got a couple of hours to watch. I guarantee you're going to see some devastating knockouts, some great fights. It's worth watching. This was the Benavides, um Korean Zombie card. Oh, okay. Was this on television or on This was on night? Fox. This was on Fox. Oh. Free Fox TV, Saturday night. Well, this was my weekend, basically. It was the UFC 30 for 30 of... The NFL honors and then a the Super Bowl. That's basically my weekend in a nutshell. And <laughs> uh, and to me, that was more than enough. Did you see the NFL honors? Nope, I missed everything this weekend. Okay, well, the NFL honors, everybody knows by now. Matt Ryan won the um, MVP. The MVP, yeah. Okay, so they but they announced the Hall of Fame. And they announced the Hall of Fame, and once again, Terrell Owens is not a member of the Hall of Fame. But Terrell it Davis baffles. makes it. It baffles me why T.O. can't make it on the list. But why does Davis make it? I mean, Terrell Davis had three dominating years. He played seven. Three dominating. One year, I think he rushed for 1,700. He rushed for 2,000. Another year, 13. But... Did people not see that he rushed for 211 yards, 282 yards, and 711 yards another season? But T.O., who might have been clownish, you know, doing sit-ups and always having his shirt off, but the man had no DUIs. He didn't beat up no women. He didn't rape nobody, nor did he get accused of it. He wasn't a drug addict. I don't know what they actually holding over his head. I, to me, it's just wrong. Dead wrong. Yeah, sometimes they use people's personalities against them. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I hate what is happening to him. Now, he was a, a member of my Cowboys, not forever, for a little while. But, you know, what right is right and wrong is wrong. A supreme athlete, you don't take, you know, you don't take stuff away from them that they clearly, clearly earned, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, I love T.O., but I'm pretty sure it's his antics that got him, 
He got him in trouble. I yeah. also think that's probably why he couldn't get on the football team late in his career. Yeah, well, him and Chad, well, see, he at least still balled. Chad Ochocinco stopped balling completely. By the time he got to New England, something had happened to him. He was good in Cincinnati and then became like the worst bum you ever seen when he got to uh, the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, and it yeah. makes no sense. You got Brady there. This is the time to shine, man. Yeah, he's dropping passes. I think I think there was the bright lights. He was he he was doing uh shows and uh T V shows and reality shows and I guess the bright lights just got to him. Now I will say this. I am a huge fan of thirty for thirty. This is the XFL was to me a huge disappointment. Oh for real? It was one of the worst because it just now I will say this. They spoke to a man, Dick Embersall. Dick Embersall ran, like, Saturday Night Live and uh, the sports section for NBC for years, uh, 20, 30 years, something like that. One of the nicest men you ever want to meet. I used to run into this guy at 30 Rock every single day, and there was never a day that this man, if you spoke to him, did not speak back. And I'm not talking about hi. He would, you know, ask you how your day was and would stand there and listen. I mean, I think this, oh, this is beyond rare. I mean, I would never take advantage of that, but I've had, I don't, let's say, I worked in that building six, seven years. I must have had 25, 30 conversations with him. Easy. And I've met people who are a lot less on the scale, who give you a lot less, a lot more attitude just for saying hi. So, we had that topic where people just don't speak at all sometimes, so. Yeah, yeah, but he's a real cool guy. And the, the the most interesting thing that I found out about the 30 for 30 was when the hell did Vince McMahon start getting all that uh, plastic surgery and he started to look like Jerry Jones? <laughs> Vince is looking crazy, man. The eyebrows. I mean, Vince is looking absolutely crazy. He looked like a, uh, uh, one of those you know, like rich, uh, crazy old men now. Everyone wants to stay young. But it's not working, man, because he looks, you know, my wife walked in while I was watching. She was like, he looks like he's plastic now. <laughs> like, you know, if you, you can't light anything too hot around Vince and he might melt. Damn, I, I remember it, I when Vince was young, man, and had the black hair 152 years ago. Yeah, you yeah, know what? But he, he probably was dying because if you look at his son now, it's fully gray. So, but you know what? He, that's Netboy saying he's going to watch. I am not giving it the thumbs up. <laughs> I am not. I gave you my thumbs up to go get the UFC fight night. The 30 for 30, this was the worst 30 for 30. It's, it was lazy. You know, you have all these ex uh, XFL players. They might have interviewed two and only for like 13 seconds each. I mean, wouldn't you want to hear? I mean, they didn't, they didn't interview Jim Ross who was one of the announcers. They barely interviewed Jesse the Body, who was another announcer. I mean, it was real lazy. Like, they just put it together because they wanted something to be on that had something to do with football right before the Super Bowl ran. You know? Yeah. You think if if you think XFL could have been successful if it was if it would have came out a little later as you know opposed what? to coming out back then? Yeah, you mean at a later date? 
And like, if, if, if when football started having trouble in the press, I think that would have been a perfect opportunity for Vince to say, "Oh, I'm going to bring out the XF, X debut the XFL." Yeah, but he tried he, to go head to head with NFL at its peak, and he would have to have stepped back from the WWE angle. You can't do Vince McMahon. This is the NFL XFL thing. You know, these are football fans. It doesn't automatically translate to, do you smell what The Rock is cooking? It doesn't. They're not mutually exclusive of each other. I mean, you know, they one has absolutely nothing to do with the other, you know. Yeah, so he, he tried to bring all his brands together. Yeah, so, man, Houston well, he, he's was... basically doing the same thing with his, uh, with his uh, other companies. As far as, like, the movies and stuff, he just uses his talent. Yeah, but you know what? One thing about a movie, you could, you know, just because it's the Miz on screen, you don't say, okay, I'm not watching the Miz character. He's playing somebody else. And you can, you know, suspend your belief for two, three hours. But when you're selling football as a, like a wrestling event where, you know, you're showing people getting hit with chairs, nobody wants to, that's not football. <laughs> that's not football, man. You know? Yeah, I agree. So between the UFC, the concerts, the Super Bowl, Houston was banging this weekend. Everything, it was the center of the world this weekend, Houston. Have you ever been to Houston? I haven't been to Houston, and it's a shame to say my sister lived out there for a while, and I never got a chance to visit her. Now she, she doesn't move, so I guess I will be uh, headed to Houston anytime soon. I've actually lived in Houston. I enjoy Texas. Anybody who personally knows me, knows that I can't speak on it now, but back in the early 80s, the best-looking women in the entire planet come out of the state of Texas, man. It's just something. I don't know what the hell is in the water down in Texas, but your head just spins in a circle just seeing one beautiful woman after the next beautiful woman. I mean, see, but the times have changed. They might have went through some, you know, I come from New York, man. There's some ruffians up in New York. <laughs> you know, and 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 I'm not say all, and that's because that would be insane. But there are some ruffians when it comes to looks. But Texas, it, I guess it was just it, it did seem natural. I, I enjoyed my time in Houston, and I've been I've been to Texas several times because I'm a cowboy fan. You know, Irvin, Dallas, but Houston. I was staying close to the fourth ward, which I still think is pretty. It might be still a nice ward. You know, they got six wards out there. I think one and five are like you don't want to go to. <laughs> I think you don't really want to be in one and five. I could be wrong, but I think that's the truth. But yeah, I was in the... When we went to New Orleans, you got to watch certain woods. You want to know something? If you've been to New Orleans, you almost by proxy have been to Texas. There's a pipeline between New Orleans and Texas. Everybody who lives in New Orleans has a relative who lives in Texas and vice versa. It's just, right. it's it, out of everywhere. It's it's kind of a weird thing. Like, okay, you just live a little more southern than me, but we're relatives, you know. <laughs> because uh, you know, there's a language barrier too sometimes. Well, Louisiana has a whole different thing going on with, you know. Actually, I enjoy hearing a real Cajun, a person who could actually speak Cajun like that. Oh man, it's a it's a beautiful accent. Uh, not not the one that Nick Cage does in his movies. 
Well, you know what? I have not seen that. I haven't seen a Nick Cage. I can't. I, I don't even know that there was such a thing as a Nick Cage film. Yeah, he has a bunch of um, Netflix uh, straight to DVD releases. I guess when he got in that financial trouble, I guess he signed a deal for. So I felt like every week he had a movie on that came out on straight to DVD, or it was like on Netflix or something. Oh wow! No wonder I don't and know a lot anything of them about it. In, a lot of them was based in New Orleans. Yeah, okay, now you've been to New Orleans. You ever notice that almost every black person from New Orleans looks, like, similar? All the light-skinned guys almost all look like they could be brothers from there. Almost all of them. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't recall. Oh, okay, well, you got to take a look. Like, like Dak Prescott, right? Dak yeah. Prescott looks just like uh, Comier from UFC. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and then it, but but there's a that that I'm saying that Dak Prescott looking guy. I'm not saying because they don't look anything like Little Wayne or Baby, so that yeah, would yeah, kill yeah. my theory. But I'm saying <laughs> that guy, that looking guy, there's like five hundred thousand of them in Louisiana. So Dak Prescott it could be like you could see ten of them a day in Louisiana, just at different sites, different sizes and heights and stuff like that. But uh, I, you know, I recommend Louisiana, even though I don't believe it's not what people would think it is. Man, you go on, uh, what the hell is the is the main street there? Bourbon, uh, not Bourbon. Um, yeah, yeah. Isn't it Bur yeah, Bourbon Street. You know, you on there about 2 o'clock in the morning, that shit looks like a uh, garbage dump. Yeah, yeah. A it, garbage it, dump. Literally. Bad at night. They, they have to send in, like, the city sweepers before the morning to get all the garbage off the street, which is like insane, but you know, you're never gonna, people are never gonna tell you about that, but it's, it's a, Louisiana's a different place, but the food is, is a phenomenal. Food is awesome, food is, food is awesome. And it's actually been the only place where I found three for one. I was like, oh, they have a bar that offers three drinks for the price of one, that was awesome. Okay, I've never experienced that, but the food is awesome, and they're one of the few states in the South that understand the word hot. Hot sauce. They know what it is. Oh, yeah, they have some great hot sauces, hot sauce out there. Because you leave from, like, Philadelphia all the way through the Carolinas, and you get this red piss water, this red uh, vinegar <laughs> nonsense that, you know, Red Devil is not hot sauce. Uh, Texas Pete is not hot sauce. New Yorkers, you wouldn't think about it, but we know what hot sauce is because we have a variety of every kind of thing known to man in New York. You know, you can go in and get any kind of hot sauce in one local grocery store from five different countries. Some of them will blow you away. Some of them are just good and mellow. But uh, Louisiana, they do know their hot sauce, man. Yeah, I would say the if, if anyone's planning on going to uh, Louisiana, if someone asks to sign Shania's shoes, it's a scam. Just say no. I've seen. Oh. I saw a guy. The guy walks up to him and say, "Hey, free shoe shine." So the guy said yes. So he shined the shoes. Then he said, "All right, that'll be fifteen dollars." I was like, man, you said free shoe shot. He said, yeah, the first shoe was free. The other one is 15. <laughs> That's a good line. But they really pressed the guy for his $15. Yeah, but you know what? It's kind of hard to walk away from that situation because now you're saying, you know what? I do have to pay this guy 
you know, he caught me out there, but, you know. Yeah. So, you you know, we was talking about that on the last show. Always look to pay the, what we say, you look to pay the price of the product. Don't look for a break or a discount. Unless you got a coupon, shouldn't be looking for a break or a discount. That's how you get scammed. Yeah, I agree. Now, we said we was going to give a black history moment. And I, I came up with one. It could be slightly controversial, but to me, it's not. And I don't think that this guy gets the love and respect from the generations moving forward that he should. And it's going to be Pops, Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong completely changed something that we all love. I don't. I have never met a person who does not love music. Before Louis Armstrong, it was all that uh, Sousa band music. You know that boom, 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 boom. Yeah. There was no groove. Every song or every kind of music since then has what we call a swing. He created swing. He's one of the most influential people of the whole 1900s in American culture. I didn't say black culture. I said American culture. When you could change how people listen to one of the biggest forms of inspiration. Think about it. As a person is sad, they listen to music. Person's happy, they listen to music. You go to events, you listen to music. Music is everywhere. It's a part of our it's a part of our blood. And he was one of the biggest contributors to making taking music from the Stone Age and bringing it into modern times. And for that, I will always love him. Uh, you know, minus the smiling and the goofing, because that was the time that he lived in. And sometimes we have to separate you know, it's like, okay, it's how people don't know how to differentiate with role models, right? I love when I have friends that be like, oh, man, I have so much respect for this person. You got all this respect for a person. You ever met them? Yeah, no. They have a respect for their image. Right. You could, what about this? You could respect their talents. You know, I could have no respect for the man and still respect the talents of the man or the woman. They, they, they're two separate things. Yeah, I I, I agree. It's, uh, I I I try to look at people to respect them. I yeah, I respect your art. I respect your talent. But as for a person, I might I don't know. I don't know you from a hole in the wall. Exactly. So why are you gonna why are you gonna vouch for somebody you don't know? Does it make sense to vouch for a person you have no clue of what they do behind clothes? They could. This could be a dude who just every time he walks by his wife just kicks her right in the fucking leg. Bam! <laughs> but on TV, he's the dude that says, love your woman, respect your family, and at home, he's a beast. So until you know who these people are, forget respecting them. Respect You could actually even respect what they stand for. Yeah, it, uh, let's, let's call it the Bill Cosby syndrome. Exactly. You know, think about it. Steve Harvey, he goes out here, he writes this, what, how to be like a man or some bullshit? Oh, uh, women should how to think like a man, yeah. Didn't they make a movie out of it? Yeah, two movies. Okay, so, I'll, you know, Chris Rock brothers dogging them out, but it's it's something I said years ago. How the hell is a three-time, a two-time divorced man whose second wife cheated on him, I mean, third wife cheated with him to become his wife, write a book on how to date. You know, I had a big argument with a buddy of mine about how stupid he sounded. Oh, this guy, he knows what he's talking about. 
So you take your advice from cheaters. Okay, I understand that he has the concept, but he didn't even follow his own plan. Yeah, it took three times to get it right. Yeah, and think about it. The woman he sleeps with every night that he calls his wife cheated on him with his last wife. That's kind of, you know, how does she look in the mirror? Especially when you're out there saying, I have the answers. I'm not a date guru. Steve Harvey, a dude who wore a wig in our face. <laughs> he wore a wig claiming to be thought, going to the barbershop. Yeah, I told people the same thing. I was like, that was a wig. It was no way that that was Steve Harvey's hair. As soon as we went bald, when someone goes completely bald, you can still see, like, hair patches. When he went, when he debuted his new look, he had no hair patches. It was just a clean being. I was like, yeah, guy, you went bald a long time ago. You was faking the funk. You've been around quite a bit of time. When's the last time you seen a dude cut off a fly-ass afro for a baldy? It doesn't baldy, usually yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, you're not, people ain't looking to uh, go bald. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of drastic. You bring it down in phases. Okay. Now, okay, I have an afro. My next dude is going to be like, I get some waves with a Caesar. And then from the Caesar, I go to ball. You don't go yeah. from fucking Michael Jackson, 1976, to, you know, Mr. Clean and, and say, <laughs> you know, that's just drastic. And I'm a guy who wear a baldy forever, but trust me, I, I, it's because my hair said, you going to get bald, my friend. <laughs> you know, because yeah, he didn't want to let it, he didn't want to let go that uh that that afro with the perfect um lineup. Yeah, because nothing scarier. You know, I, I'll never understand Caucasian guys, but there's nothing scarier than a black man with the ball spot, the fringe, as we call it. I I, oh, I don't yeah. I I don't yeah. understand that one. I think it's horrid. Sometimes you well, let go. It's gone. Let it go. Yeah, just let it go. You can't be walking around with the George Jefferson or a comb over. Yeah, that, yeah, the fringe. When you just have that, I mean, because think about it. These are the same parents that will tell their kids, you know, you look stupid with your mohawk. You look stupid with your dreads. And they don't realize that this is the dumbest fucking haircut known to man. A hair, you get lined up. Were you completely bald in the middle? <laughs> that they is have, a they dumb have, hairdo. They have men weeds now, so you can actually purchase it, and it'll look like you have, like, a fade or a Caesar. Yeah, but, hi, you know what? I couldn't personally go from being who I am and then tomorrow just show up with this luxurious hair and try <laughs> to, you know, I got to look in the mirror, man. We got to look in the mirror. Well, I felt like that's what LeBron James did. His hairline was receding. And so he was wearing the, the headband. Then all of a sudden he came in this season and he had a perfect hairline again. Yeah, but his hair is looking really bad now. I mean, it's either LeBron gets that fixed. And you know what? I'm all for him getting it fixed. He's got the money. Fix it or get rid of it because it looks let it horrible. Here today, going tomorrow. Just let it go. Yeah, Baldy is not the scariest thing known to man, man. It really is not. Yeah, I'm, I'm dreading that day. I don't, have, I don't think I have the shaped head for a Baldy. See, I have a great shape head. I got a little peanut, so it's it's perfect, like a little <laughs> pea. I look like a, a a goober. It's perfect. It's nice. It's round. I don't have no dents, bumps, lumps, or cuts in it. It it, it fit me. It's so I I actually had baldies way before my hair was receding, but it was during. It wasn't like I cut an afro to do it. It was already a season when I did it. You know. And you know. So you do do you do your bald yourself? 
Oh yeah, yeah. No, no man is taking a razor to my head. It's just not gonna happen. It's just not. Uh, it, first of all, I'm not trusting anybody down in North Carolina with any kind of sharp object anywhere near my head. <laughs> and why am I paying you twenty dollars? And I don't want to come off sounding cheap, but why am I paying somebody twenty dollars for something that I could do in my drawers in my own bathroom? <laughs> I don't have I to drive there. I don't have to wait. I don't have to talk to Billy Bob, hear his bullshit. I mean, I, I can sit in the privacy of my own home, you know, have a cup of coffee and shave my head. So, oh yeah, I, I, I have the barbershop sigil, but now look, they take appointments, so I can just go in and at my set time and get my hair cut and leave. I hate being in the barbershop for two hours. Get out of here now! Barbers are taking appointments. I mean, I, mean, I feel like I'm I'm living on Mars then. I've never heard of such a thing. Yeah, it actually comes in handy. Instead of just sitting there and they have like five people, I just text my barber, like, hey, I'm going to be there at 1130. Uh, he says yes. When, when I get there, even if he has people waiting, 1130 is my time. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. You yeah, know, and, in, in and out. So we, we, we gave a little quick uh, black history. I want to just give a quick tip. February is American Heart Awareness Month. People, keep your doctor's appointments, especially men. Keep your doctor's appointment. Keep your dentist's appointments, your eye doctor's appointment. You know, people ignore that all the time, that they ignore it. You know, bad yeah, teeth agree. can lead to a bad heart. Bad teeth. Something that, you know, most people would even put two and two together. Say a guy don't go to the dentist five, six years. That plaque and tartar gets into your bloodstream and it hardens your arteries. And I'm going to tell you now, and I'm not going to go too deep into it today because we're going to talk about this at another time. I've had heart issues. It's not fun, people. You don't Anything that you could do in this life to avoid going under the knife to have one of your major uh, organs operated on, please do it. Spare your family the, the, the uh, BS. Spare yourself the BS. You know? Yeah, I agree. I tell so, people all the time, make those dentist appointments and the, your doctor's visits, even if it's just for a physical. You know what makes me makes me mad about this? Some stuff is so preventable if you just get on it, you know, at the beginning. But some people take sense of pride. Man, I ain't been to the doctor in 10 years. Like, like you're saying that like you're saying something smart. You really sound like a fucking complete idiot. I yeah, haven't I... been to the doctor and the dentist and... But then how do you know if something's not festering inside of you that's slowly killing you that you could wipe out right now in three months, be gone, done with it, and move on? That's the thing. I think people automatically assume just because they don't feel no pain or they, they associate being sick with pain. So if they don't have no pain, they feel like they're in good health. Yeah, well, you know what? Here's, a, here's another tip. The second that you feel pain, don't let your pride stop you from getting to a doctor and finding out what it is. Find out. I don't, I don't know how many times I fought my wife on. No, nah, no, nah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. Please get up and go. Go get checked. You know, what led to me finding out about my heart was I thought I had pneumonia. Could you imagine that? Pneumonia. Oh, yeah. Something is that you could wipe out, I guess, in, in no time, wind up putting me on my ass for almost a year because it wasn't pneumonia you know it was yeah. something else and it was like you know what 
Yeah, yeah, you think you got pneumonia, but when did you get your doctorate degree? You know, you yeah, call yourself uh, doc I, all day, but you're not one. I, we just had this uh, situation with a family member. She thought she, uh, uh, she, I think she thought she had gas. And by like day three, I kept saying, you need to go to the doctor. And she waited and waited. By day, I think day four, she finally went to the doctor because she couldn't barely move. And her appendix had ruptured. Mm, and see, that's deadly. Yeah, yeah. The doctor told her if you would have waited another day, she probably wouldn't have been here. When you see one thing that's good about being young, the tragedy, the, the horror stories are limited. When you get to a certain age, those horror stories become more and more common. You lose people in your life over stupid shit like that. You know, you when you get together with the guys of your age or the women of your age, and you be like. You start calling off names, you remember, and there's going to be three or four of them who easily, preventable stuff, they're no longer here because they ignored preventable stuff. And it might not be somebody from your age group, it could be, you know, let's not forget parents do the same thing because it's generational. You know, everybody's got so much pride, man. And I didn't check out any movies this weekend. None, because I guess I was so busy with everything else. Oh, but, yeah, I didn't get a chance either. I, I, but I do want to see this, uh, what is it called? The, with the bald-headed man who has all the person that split. Oh, split, yeah, I saw that I saw that a couple weeks ago. How was split? Uh, I, I enjoyed it, and I think, I forgot the actor's name, but he did a very good job with his personalities. I'll just leave it at that. So would you recommend I see Split? Yeah, I think it's uh, M. Night Shyamalan's best work in a long time. Okay, because I, I, that, that's like next up on my list. You know, now that, now that uh, okay, and we, you know, now that the Super Bowl is over, which ended yesterday, my Sundays are free because I'm not ready to get into the NBA just yet. You know, unless it's marquee games, I'm not watching Detroit play like the Knicks. I'm just not that hard up for basketball. <laughs> now, I'll say one thing about the game. I thought the commercials were some of the worst ever. The only commercial I really liked or even really remember, because I hated the Humpty Dumpty one. He was starting to drool the yoke. That was gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I liked the Skittles. I didn't see the Skittles commercial, but well, I really liked the Mr. Clean commercial. Well, you know what? Mr. Clean had the woman on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's a he's he's sexy Mr. Clean now. He's got the uh he's I mean, damn, he's slim, he's sleek. He's he's got his thing going on. But the Skittles commercial, you know why I liked it? It was the classic, you know, the guys throwing the rock, but it's the Skittles at the girl's window where he calls her name. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, Becky, whatever her name is, Becky, 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 and while he's doing, he's throwing Skittles, and they're going through her bedroom window, and she's catching them in her mouth, and then down the line, it's like her mother's doing it, her father's doing it, I think even a burglar was doing it, the dog did it, I mean, it was everybody, they was just getting free Skittles, so... I thought that was funny. You know, I think there was a, a Melissa McCarthy one, too. Uh, but I, I didn't think the uh, commercials was like anything to write home about. What did you think of the game? 
I thought this was one of the better games in the in the past few years. It was a great game. I just felt like Atlanta gave it up to them. It was, it was like after the second after halftime, Atlanta's defense disappeared. Yeah, you know what? I was saying this at the beginning of the game. I said that Atlanta defense is going to get tired. I don't know if people realize it or not, but Atlanta offense was not on the field the whole first half. It was all... Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, New England would have scored more in the first half if they didn't make stupid mistakes. They had holding. Once they were dropping balls. That Atlanta defense was on the field the whole... I think they had 19 plays on offense. Wow. How the hell is a... a, 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 a uh, offense have 19 plays in a whole half. <laughs> they have a great weapons. They have great weapons. They have, and I don't know what happened to them. They just burnt out. Then how do you get three holding calls called in a row? You know what? That's how they were playing such good defense. That on that drive, they just got busted. You know, they got busted. It, Atlanta, I feel bad for the people of Atlanta. Because they're begging for something to win, I guess, just like those people in Cleveland. Because yeah. the Hawks, the Braves, and the Falcons ain't won nothing. I mean, I think the Braves won in 92, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, the Braves have won, they have won championship. Yeah, and out of all those great teams they had. So Atlanta is like dying, you know. Oh, we are begging, please, with all this brotherhood bullshit. You know, we all come together. You know, it's, it's kumbaya down in the ATL. And, well, I'm pretty sure they thought they had it. They was, but that's they was the super, problem. There was, uh, was uh, I'm pretty sure that they was already planning the parade. That was the problem. Belichick makes uh, adjustments. If you don't make adjustments, you're in trouble. And he's he's uh, that man is always always playing chess. He's not out there ever playing checkers with people. He is yeah, thinking right. moves ahead, man. But I also think that. Atlanta had poor clock management, and I think when Julio Jones caught that ball in the fourth quarter, when they were still up by a touchdown, why didn't they continue running the ball? Why are you trying to throw the ball, and now he got sacked, and they lost like 20 yards? That field goal closes the party. Exactly. They, they should have went for the field goal. They don't get that. When, when that ball came back to New England on the fumble, I yeah. said, New England's going to tie this game. And Atlanta's got no answer for it because I could tell that they were already like, oh, man. Because think about it. They got to Brady for a while in that first or second quarter. They had got to him like a couple of times. But yeah. then they couldn't get nowhere near him again. You know? Yeah, and and, and I, I'm real disappointed in Legarius Blunt. I thought he ran like he was scared the whole fucking game. Uh, <laughs> I, I I was cussing this dude out. Now I have no vest. I have no dog in this fight at all. But I hate to see guys in like the biggest moments of their lives crumble. And this guy been in the Super Bowl before. Here he had this kid White giving everything he got, and Blunt was like, "Okay, I can run for two yards and fall if that's what y'all need me to do all afternoon." Because think about yeah, he it, he buy a hole. New England couldn't really rely on a running game. They won that game and couldn't even rely on a running game. Yep. Oh, they run by the passing. 
Now I have to and say that, that's that's why I thought that Atlanta will win. I was like, because they they have a running back and they have Julio Jones. Well, you notice one thing: Muhammad Sanu could have he could have sat on the sideline and, and ate Franks and had a soda yesterday because they took him out of the game completely. Yeah, yeah. He didn't even know Sanu right. was out there. If, if Jones is being double teamed, Sanu should have been the person that they were going to. But I guess if, they got. Up twenty-one-three, things get a little cocky. Yeah, and then you know what? Pressure bust pipes, man. And New England handles pressure well. They they're schooled to handle pressure. Uh, Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta ain't been there, man. We don't. We didn't really know how they were going to handle the situation. I mean, Matty Ice didn't play bad. He didn't play no, bad. No, he didn't play bad at all. But I'm, I just feel like if you have the ball and you know New England is down. By a touchdown, three, three, four minutes left on the clock. Why are you not trying to? They was hiking the ball with like nineteen seconds still on the play clock. Yeah, and you know that's something that they could have learned from Dallas. One thing about Dallas, they protected Dak Prescott. He never hiked the ball with like more than four seconds on the clock. All season, yeah. I watched him. I was like, "Damn, we're gonna keep getting these uh, delay of game penalties." He would always hike it with four seconds. That drags the game out. Yeah. But you, you keep the other team from getting the ball with good time. And you know what? who's been getting a break? And I don't think he deserves a break. And this guy was my actual NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Where the hell was Vic Beasley Jr. yesterday? Did he do anything at all? I seen him block one pass in the end zone on uh, Bennett. But I don't think he got a tackle, assist tackle, a sack, or anything. And this dude was my defensive player of the year. He disappeared. Number 44 for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, once the bright lights hit people. Yeah. I, I guess that's why they didn't give him defensive player of the year. They, you know, these people have the inside scoop. We don't have. I mean, and I say, I enjoyed the halftime show. I thought Gaga was good. I actually missed the halftime show because I, I was actually going from one Super Bowl party to another. Well, I actually got invited, but it's not my type of thing because, uh, you know, being around food and other people is just a turn off to me, boy. <laughs> I mean, damn. Other people, f open air food, man, that's just, that's too much for the kid over here. So, Well, the I, first uh, party I went to, they actually, I was the first one there. They actually uh, had their food delivered, so there was no cooking involved. Oh, okay. Well, see, now that's, now that's, uh, up, that's some nice upper scale stuff. I can handle that. Yeah, yeah. The second party I went to was just alcohol. Yeah, but if food is laying around, man, and, you know, Jones over there, he's had three beers, and he just wants to dig in, and I got to dig in after him. I, that could never happen. But it was, yeah, a, it, was, get <laughs> it was a good halftime show. Gaga pulled out, like, nine million of her hits, and she was like a, a machine gun. Boom, 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 boom. She shot through him. It was high energy. It looked like fun. And I didn't even realize how much Gaga music I knew. Oh, yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, I think her first album generated like six hits. And she but played she them all. Faded. I don't know what happened to Lady Gaga. It's like she disappeared for a while. Well, this Million Reasons song that she has out now, I kind of like it. It's kind of a country kind of sounding song, but the words and everything about it, I, I find her to be a super talent, so 
I actually yeah, I wonder what the that. NFL is going to do next year. I'm 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 going to jump out the window and say next year they're probably going to have like a Taylor Swift. Oh man, could you imagine if they just go country? Okay, I mean, because I forget who was the one right before this, but uh, right before this one was it Beyonce? Beyonce, last year? right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And then before Beyonce it was either Madonna or Prince. Yeah, and here's the here's the great thing about Beyonce. So Beyonce is pregnant, right? Yeah. She's pregnant with twins. She sings the Lemonade song and Becky with the good hair. All these heifers out here in the world, ah, oh, you know, Beyonce's giving me subliminal messages I should leave my man. So they leaving <laughs> yeah. them in and Beyonce's estab- reestablishing her relationship by having babies with her man. Now these dumbass heifers, they're lonely, crying about Lemonade and Becky, and look at her. Her home life's fine. These fans, they want to be, they are consumed by the artists, and they want the, they they think that they're part of that lifestyle. Yeah. Freaking idiots, man. I wonder how many of them heard that song, said, oh, Beyonce is talking about my life right there, and (laughs) said, you know what? She looks at her man and goes, you know what? You need to get your shit and go. Because I'm tired of having these. Yeah. She gave me the strength that I need to step. And she called her girls and was like, girl, man, he ain't giving me no more sour ass lemonade in this life. Now, (laughs) now Beyonce. Now she's home lonely. Yeah. Beyonce, Jay, they having twins. They're fine. You don't hear no. You don't even hear no Becky with the new hair or nothing that crap no more. And now homegirl is like trying to call him and he's he's like, hey, I missed the lemonade, man. I moved on. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Yeah, yeah. Your lemonade is the next chick's iced tea. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> did you, other than the commercials, did you like any of the upcoming movie trailers? Uh, you know what? I didn't see John Wick one, so I have no idea who the fuck John Wick is. Uh, all okay. I, all I know is the Matrix guy, and I, you know what? I am the last person on the planet I know it. I am not getting into this. Uh, what the hell are these kids with the cars? Not kids. That's Listen, I watched the first one. I thought Vin Diesel died the first one, or went to jail or something. Or with the second one. I think I might have made it through the second. But now you have like car thieves who can ride tanks, who can fly planes. And uh, no, 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 I'm not with that. I might be the only person in, in, in all of America who's not a fan of the Fast and Furious. I don't buy into it. Yeah, that's, 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 they're going to have like Fast and Furious 20. Yeah, they're going to be in wheelchairs. Millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. Will well, you know what? I don't. I kind of don't blame them. Right now, it's to the point where if I was like Ludacris or Tyrese or that woman, no, Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez, yeah, and they told me, you know, next in in uh, Fast and Furious Nine, they kill your character. You just kidnap the right and be like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, I'm holding your kids. This is because think about it, you don't. They, these people don't even have to work. This one job a year. And it takes care of all your finances. Yep. I agree. A franchise movie is like the best. And it's like, uh, I was like, how many trailers of, uh, is The Rock The Rockin'? He had him in Baywatch and then Fast and Furious 8. 
He must have had like 10 movies coming out this year. Yeah, well, The Rock is quite the whore when it comes to movies. <laughs> there is nothing that he'll turn down. He doesn't give a damn. But you know what? Think about it. He, when you remember the first time you ever seen The Rock, when he came out there with that ridiculous outfit and hairdo? Yeah, worst, worst hairdo ever. Worst hairdo and not that good an outfit. <laughs> and, and to go from Rock, Rocky sucks, to this Rock is, is amazing. I, so you got to tip your hat. I mean, the guy didn't, I mean, he really made something out of, basically, that character was nothing. It was nothing and nobody. You know, the yeah, super. It propelled him to superstardom. That's right. You know what he used to send a check to every month? He should send a check to Farouk every single month of his oh. life. <laughs> because that whole thing is what, what got him over after that, because he was able to open his mouth. He opened his mouth, he started talking, and The Rock was basically born. The Nation yeah, of Domination. They, they allowed him to free reign. To, that's what I think a lot of times. When you make some of these people work off a script, it doesn't work. If you allow them to open up their mind and say their actual words, you, you could get a guy like The Rock, a, a superstar. Yeah, because the legend is Stone Cold never was dead. Uh, Austin 316 wasn't written for him. He just said that off the spur of the moment. Yeah. And maybe the biggest star, he is definitely, you know, The Rock's a star. But when it comes, I'm not talking about movies. I'm saying strictly wrestling. The biggest wrestling star ever who can make any building go crazy, I don't give a damn if it's 125000 is when you hit a glass break, nothing moves like, the, like Stone Cold. Yeah, I agree. It's sad that his career got caught, cut short from a neck injury. So, But when that glass, and I've been live, when that glass breaks, people lose their minds. Yeah. He has a, I thought it was Hogan, but he, uh, Austin has a, this thing about him that everyone just loves. And I remember him as the ringmaster, so. I remember him as he was Hollywood horrible. Bond. Oh, yeah, from WCW days. And ECW, where he was just, you know, he was starting to go bald, and he cut his hair down, and he was just angry as hell at East, uh, WCW. Matter of fact, he was with Brian Pillman. Oh, I love Pillman. Yeah, that was his partner in WCW. Well, you know, we're going to, uh, unless you got something else to say, Nat, we're getting ready to wrap this one up, my friend. No, it's fine. I didn't uh, do my uh, Black History moment, but I'll actually do it on the next show. Okay, don't forget, we gave him one this one. Yeah, yeah, we did. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, like always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, it's Netboy Doc, and you can also follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Netboy Doc. Okay, it's been our pleasure once again coming to you. Netboy Doc, this is Doc here speaking on behalf of Netboy. We're going to tell you to have yourself a great day. Peace.